This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Acts. can choose to make hard choices, to actually open yourself up to the possibility that God might want to do some things through your life that would inconvenience you and be difficult for you. The only question is, you know, are we content to simply consume? Are we content to be wimpy, mediocre Christians? Are we content to just, you know, remain in our comfort zone? Are we willing to be made mighty? for him. There are two types of Christians. The first type are just churchgoers that are spectators or don't go to church at all. The second type are those who are being used by God to do mighty things for his kingdom. They're participating. Today, Pastor Robert will be challenging us to get off the sidelines and allow God to use us. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. know one of the little packets you get from Burger King or McDonald's or, and, and stomped it? What happens? Just goes everywhere, doesn't it? Saul thought that by putting his foot down, by squashing the early Christians, that he would squash the early church. What he did was scatter it all over the place. And that's exactly what God intended. It's exactly what he intended. Listen, I was thinking about how we tend to say blessed we are in the United States that we can gather together, we can worship as we choose. You know, we, we have this freedom to worship the Lord Jesus and to, to sing and to worship and to study. And I realize, you know what? I'm not, so sure it's a, it, I'm not so sure it's a blessing. Because we are, by and large, soft as Christians. It's amazing. It's amazing the kind of things I hear. And again, I know none of you are guilty of this. You know, it's, it's Christians in Hialeah I'm talking about. Okay, none of you are guilty of this, right? Complaining about, you know, getting up early on Sunday morning or how hard it is to find parking or, or you know, it, it's just, I mean, I'd love to, to go and do a missions trip, but, you know, I only get two weeks of vacation every year. And I mean, that's like $1,000, man, $1,000. That's a lot of money. We are so soft. We are. And I think a little persecution might be good for us. This guy asked the, he, I know, I'm not signing up for it either. I'm just telling you the truth. <laughs> Tertullian, an early church leader, wrote a book in 197 AD entitled The Apology. In it, Tertullian writes to the Roman governor of his province, refuting various false charges being made against Christians 
and the Christian faith, arguing that the followers of Christ were loyal subjects of the empire and thus should not be persecuted. At any rate, Tertullian observes, the persecution was failing to destroy Christianity. He writes, kill us, torture us, condemn us, grind us to dust. Your injustice is the proof that we're innocent. Therefore, God allows that we thus suffer. When you recently condemned a Christian woman to the Leno rather than to the Leo, and what he's saying there is you condemned her to be identified as a prostitute rather than delivering her to the lions. He said, when you did that, you made confession that a taint on our purity is considered among us something more terrible than any punishment and any death. Nor does your cruelty, however exquisite, avail you. It is rather a temptation to us. The oftener we're mown down by you, the more in number we grow. The blood of Christians is seed. You understand what he's saying? When the blood of Christians is poured out in persecution, the blood of one Christian fertilizes the ground so that thousands grow. That's what he's saying. It became a, a famous cliche, you know, the, the, the blood of the martyrs is the seeds of the church. And there's truth to it. But this article, this article, it, it goes on to ask some questions that, that I found really intriguing. Is persecution really good for church growth? And, and he goes, this author goes back and forth in this article. Is persecution really good, beneficial to church growth? The answer to that is no, but I want to explain that. When, when persecution happens, people who are not serious about their faith, people who don't know that they know that they know that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, came and was crucified for our sin, rose on the third day, ascended to the right hand of the Father, and is, is waiting for us to join Him there. People that don't know that they know that, when real persecution happens, they don't show up for meetings. You understand? And I, I don't want you to show your hands. I don't want any comments, but I want, you to con I want you to just contemplate it. What if you knew that you stood a good chance when you showed up at Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, or wherever else for that matter, on a Sunday morning or Sunday night or a Wednesday night, there might be people taking names. And they might show up at your house tomorrow and cart you and your wife or you and your family off to prison. What if you knew that? What if that was the risk that you ran for worshiping together, praying together? Would you show up? Would you show up? What if you knew that, that you know, the home group gathering together, agape night, you know, we're going to have great food tonight. I'm planning to make some chili. Actually, I made it, planning for my wife to bring it and reheat it. I slaved over it last night. I'm telling you, if, if you're up to it, the kids couldn't eat it. It was too spicy. But if you're up to it, it's good chili. But what if you knew that the price for the chili might be prison for 25 years, 30 years, execution, being fed to the lions? What if you knew there was a good chance of that? Would you show up? See, persecution is not good for church growth. It's great for Christians. Because if you know that you know that you know that He's waiting for you, and the worst they can do is speed up the reunion, no problem. No problem. You understand? It's great for Christian growth. Not so good for church growth, but it's great for Christian growth. This, this article goes on to quote a pastor from China. Samuel Lam, pastor of the largest house church in China, states emphatically, persecution is good for the church. He's talking about the people. More persecution, more growth. In a video produced by the Voice of the Martyrs, Lam tells how his church has tended to grow more whenever, whenever he was in prison than when he was free, which is another program I'm not signing up for. But he says, he says send me back. Send me back. 
That's devotion. You know, there's one people group, and I can never remember the, their name, but in, in studying the history of the church and, and the history of world missions, there was one group of, of people who actually sold themselves into slavery because that was the only way that they could get to this one island with the gospel was to sell themselves into servitude for several years. They left their families and sold themselves into slavery just so they could be able to go there and share the gospel. And we complain over parking, getting up early, and, and when the elevator breaks. And we're all, I mean, I, you know, I got, what is it, four fingers, three pointing back at me. I mean, we, we, we are just, we're soft. But we need to come to grips with that and make a decision, don't we? That we're willing to not be soft. You know, you can choose that. You can choose to make hard choices, to actually open yourself up to the possibility that God might want to do some things through your life that would inconvenience you and be difficult for you. The only question is, you know, are we content to simply consume? Are we content to be wimpy, mediocre Christians? Are we content to just, you know, remain in our comfort zone? Are we willing to be made mighty for Him? Are you willing to be inconvenienced, made uncomfortable, if that's what it takes to make you strong, make you fruitful for eternity? Make you mighty in God. Persecution is good for Christians. Look with me one, one last time here at this passage. Those who were scattered, verse 4 says, went everywhere preaching the word. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria and preached the Messiah to them. They were waiting for somebody like Philip. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed, and many who were paralyzed and lame were healed, and there was great joy in that city. Imagine yourself being used of God like that. Oh, but I mean, I'm just, you know, I'm not, I, don't, I don't really even know the Bible that well. Listen, Philip was just Philip until God used him. You understand? Philip was just Philip. Philip didn't one day wake up, you know, thinking that he was going to go out and do miracles and cast demons out of people, and people who had been lame from birth were going to be healed, and the blind would receive their sight when he laid his hands on them. He, he never dreamed of that. Philip was just Philip until one day he said, I'll do anything, I'll go anywhere, I just want to work your plan, and, and I'm willing, I'm willing to pay the price. And then he became a man God would write about. We are so blessed with the technologies that God has given us these days. Being able to share Bible teaching through the radio is wonderful. A couple of other great resources are Facebook and Twitter. For most of us, these resources are part of our everyday lives. Maybe as you are listening today, someone in your life came to mind that would be blessed by hearing this message. You can share today's message on your Facebook page and Twitter feed to help spread the good news of Jesus Christ. Friends, radio is an expensive endeavor, and we want to let you know how you can help partner with us to help Main Thing Radio continue to grow. Here's Tracy. We all know that it's vitally important to support the local church, the place we call home, but it's also very important to support missionaries. Have you ever considered that Main Thing Radio is missionary work? It is. 
We need your support to continue to share God's Word over the airwaves. Please prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. Log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the Donate button. On behalf of Pastor Robert and the entire production team here at Main Thing Radio, we want to say thank you for tuning in and may God bless you. Be sure to join us again on this same station at this same time for another edition of Main Thing Radio.